do want to continue to draw our attention to uh, the bulletin, uh, the Church of the Week, Palmetto Community. Uh, in light of the gospel, in light of scripture, uh, we are called to be one body. So the church, uh, actually our Sunday school class talked about this uh, this morning with our students, that the church has dual meaning uh, in scripture. Uh, oftentimes when uh, the church is uh, talked about in scripture, many times it's talked about in the local sense. So the church body, our local body. So Highland Park Baptist Church is a church body. Uh, we love, we serve together, uh, we worship together. That's the church. Uh, but there's a broader meaning to that. It means the, the believers in Christ. So all believers in Christ, we are part of the, uh, it's called the Catholic Church. Not the Catholic Church right over there, but the Catholic Church universal is what that term means. Um, and so we need to continue to be in prayer for our brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, scripture memory is vital. Um, and we're going to talk about that a little bit in our, our uh, talk tonight, our discussion tonight. But scripture memory and scripture reading is vital to our health and our growth. Um, so uh, let's uh, go to the Lord in prayer, and then we are going to uh, sing a couple songs. Uh, Miss Amber is going to be leading us in those. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for this night. Thank you for this time that we can come together and study your word, uh, study uh, what, what it is that you've called us to. Lord, you're an amazing God. Let us worship you in spirit and truth. Lord, let us put, our, put aside our wants, our desires. Lord, let us seek to honor you in all that we do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Uh, tonight, uh, we're going to be talking about accountability. So it's pretty awesome how God works things out. The last point of uh, Pastor Kurt's uh, sermon this morning, does anybody remember what it was about? Come on, that was just this morning. One another, all right, that was part of it, one another. But where in context do we do life with one another? It was part of the gifts. The church, yes, it's the church uh, where we do life with one another. And we talked about the church uh, in general. Did anybody, um, everybody get a sheet? Uh, it's called, it has accountability questions at the top. Everybody get one? Great. Um, so in light of uh, Pastor Kurt's sermon, uh, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into that topic. Did you have your hand up? Okay, good. I didn't see it. Uh, come on, you can raise your hand and ask the question. All right, so um, in light of Pastor Kurt's uh, sermon this morning, uh, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into that thought, into that idea that as a church we're to do life with one another and how God's Word is so much about one another and how we're not to do this life by ourselves. No matter what stage of life we're in, no matter what, uh, what relationships we have or don't have, uh, we are to do life with one another. And so in light of that, uh, it's, it's amazing how God works things out. So one of the things I want you to begin to think about is having deep relationships with other believers. So right now, think about your relationships that you have, you currently have. Uh, it may be husband, wife, marriage relationship. It may be uh, brother-sister relationship or sibling relationship, better describe that. Or it could be a parental relationship where you're the parent, there's a child, and there's a relationship there. Think about the, all the different types of relationships. Uh, or it could be just a friendship. Uh, I don't want to leave that one out as well. So think about all the relationships that you have. Which ones are deep? Meaning that they're, they're above just the 
oh, how are you doing? Or how's the weather? Or, you know, did you catch that game last night? Or did you, did you hear the news about this? You know, uh, relationships that go deeper. Relationships that will go deeper into, all right, what's going on in life? Where are you struggling? Why aren't you getting enough sleep? No, I'm just kidding. Um, you, know, you know, relationships that will, will be there in, in times of need that actually know what is going on. So think about those relationships as we talk about accountability. So who are you in deep relationship with? The next aspect is, are, are deep relationships necessary? Are they vital to your Christian growth? Um, are they important to uh, the, the life of the church? And I'm going to say yes, that they are vitally important, that accountability is vitally important to the life and health of our church. If we want to think about the local body, let's, instead of thinking about big picture, how healthy is the church universal, but let's just think about Highland Park for, for tonight. How healthy are we? How do we become healthier? Because we're always in a pursuit of, of Christ and becoming more like Him as individuals and as a body. And so how can we become more and more like Him? And one of the things I want all of us to see uh, tonight is that your faith matters. Your faith matters to you, but your faith matters to the health and vitality of our church. And so uh, one of the things that with students myself and I see with older uh, adults as well, is that a lot of times we can isolate ourselves. We can think independently of, independently of ourselves, that, that our sin doesn't really affect other people, that our faith, our walk with Jesus doesn't really affect other people. If I'm not doing well with Jesus, if I'm not following him as I should, if I'm not reading scripture as I should, if I'm not praying to him as I should, then that just hurts me. And what I would say is absolutely not. That it doesn't just hurt you. When we are not following Jesus, it hurts the entire body. Scripture often points to um, believers as a body. That some are hands, some are feet, some are head, or not head, but some have different jobs, right? We have this picture, this imagery in Scripture of the body of Christ and that we are part of that body. And so when one part of the body is not healthy, now get this image, if we as a local body, um, if, if there's a part of us that is not healthy, what does that do to the rest of the body? It brings the rest of the body. Just think about your own health. When you have a, a leg that goes out or you have a back that goes out, uh, I've had back issues in the, pro, in, in the past. Uh, currently, I'm, I'm okay. Uh, thank you for asking. But uh, I've had back issues in the past where there have been times where I've had to walk up a step that was this big. And some of you may be there now, and some of you have been there in the past, where you had to walk up a step just that big, and you're like, how am I going to make that? Because your bag is just killing you. And, th and that's where we matter to one another. We're interconnected. We're not independent from each other. And so your faith matters. Your walk with Jesus matters, not just to you and your health, but to, to the entire body that we need to think more bigger picture. That's my, it's not just about us. And so when, when I struggle in my faith, our body struggles in their faith. When you struggle in your faith, our body struggles in our faith. And this is connected to accountability. 
that we don't live independently of ourselves, and so we need accountability. There are the questions that you have tonight. Uh, these are just suggestions. Uh, these are things that have helped me in the past. These are questions that I currently use in accountability, in accountability uh, meetings that I have. Uh, there's a couple that I meet. There's a couple men. Uh, I know Pastor Kurt, uh, he talked about this morning where there was a, a group of men that he submitted himself to. Uh, there's a couple men that I submit myself to and that I share life with and I do life with. And, uh, and if they say, Jason, you're, you're running off the rails here, then I will submit to them. Because I know they are pursuing Jesus and I'm pursuing Jesus. And as we both pursue Jesus, we're able to course correct one another. We're able to help each other to uh, become healthier. So accountability is a big deal. We all face temptation. And so in, in light of the world we live in, because we're not superhuman, because we need accountability and we need help and we're created to do life in community, we're not created to be isolated. Uh, we are a very uh, community-driven people. No matter if you're a believer or not, look at the world that we gather together. Whether you're a believer or not, it's just bu built into us to do life together. We don't operate well when we separate ourselves out from society. I mean, think about, again, think about just the world in general. When you think about groups or individuals that have separated themselves out from society, Oftentimes, there's deeper issues going on, right? There's, it's, in some ways, not for everybody, generally speaking, there's some unhealth uh, that is going on in that life. So when we fight temptation, uh, you'll see that uh, that first question, it says, have you protected your eyes this week? I mean, that, that, that could mean anywhere from lust that could be from coveting, meaning have you protected your eyes? Have you, have you looked upon things that have caused your heart to uh, walk away from God? And so these questions are designed to help us remain faithful to God's Word, to be, remain faithful to who He is. And so some of the temptations that I, I've, I put down here is distraction. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh, so I'm easily distracted, sorry. Uh, we fight against temptation, uh, and the, the few of the ones that I put uh, down here, and you'll see on your paper as well, um, under the second question, uh, but pride, selfishness, idolatry, unforgiveness, uh, laziness, not doing good that you know you need to do. So these are temptations that, that you may be facing right now. And so to think through uh, the list of examples on your sheet and to think through, all right, where am I struggling? Because we're in this constant pursuit of getting rid to, to uh, uh, die to ourself. And it's not a one-time thing. Salvation, redemption is a one-time thing. But sanctification is a process that we will continue the rest of our life until we die and go to heaven, until uh, Jesus comes back. It's a lifelong process. And so in this lifelong process, there's constant refinement. There's constant seeing, all right, this is Jesus and this is me. This is where Jesus is at and this is me. And, and so there will be times in your life where pride comes in, where you felt like, man, I've dealt with pride. I'm a humble person. And as soon as you get that statement out of your mouth, you're like, whoa. Maybe I need to work on humility again because that was a very prideful statement. And so we, we walk in this constant battle. But again, the battle is not to be fought by yourself. This is why accountability is such a big deal. 
Who do you hold yourself accountable to? Kind of big question tonight. I know I've had a lot of those, but uh, stay with me. Who do you hold yourself accountable, accountable to? Uh, one, of the pers- one of the people in my life is Rebecca. She, she helps me uh, be accountable uh, because she does life with me all the time. She, she, she sees the good, the bad, and the ugly. And then there are other people, other men in my life that help hold me accountable. Who, do you hold, uh, who helps hold you accountable? Um, Ephesians 5.21 uh, says this. And uh, Mr. Dick said he's uh, pretty fast on this, so he'll, he'll get that out there. But Ephesians 5.21 says this, Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. That we submit to one another. This is not just something, it's not just a good idea. It's not just something based in, uh, in a feel-good or just try to help you through this process. But this is a, it's a biblical idea of accountability. That we're called to submit to one another. And if you know this passage in Ephesians, uh, does anybody know what comes after this? Actually, um, Pastor Kurt referenced it this morning about marriage. It's about husband and wife, and then about uh, the wife submitting uh, to her husband. And so there are many times uh, in marriage counseling, like you said, uh, they'll start out with verse 22. But when one verse above that actually says, I'm to submit to her and she's supposed to submit to me, just that I'm submit to you and you submit to me, that we are in submission to one another. And it's this idea that we, we submit to one another, that we, don't, we, we humble ourselves. Are we willing to be humble? Are we willing to be corrected? This is a big deal. So Ephesians uh, 5.21, then uh, Galatians, another example of where, um, where we see accountability. Uh, Galatians 6.2, Galatians uh, chapter 6, verse 2. It says, bear, bear one another's burden, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Again, you weren't called to do this life by yourself. That there are times and situations in life that will be overwhelming. That you're just not equipped to handle by yourself. That life deals or God gives us situations where we have to depend on others. That we can't live independently. And this is where I think in American culture uh, that has been really difficult for a long time. Not, it's not just a current issue, but it's a historical issue for American culture where we are independent. We're land of the free, that we are called independent. Uh, and probably many of you in here are, have, uh, maybe have the idea of, you know, I don't need any help. I don't need anyone to care for me. That, I, you know, I got my gun and I got my Bible and I got my, you know, I got all this stuff that I, I and especially in the South, this sometimes tends to be the mentality of, you know, I don't need any help. I can, I can do this by myself. When actually, Scripture is very opposite of that. That is very opposite that we are not independent of one another, that we are dependent upon one another, and that we do need one another. And, and in fact, we are to bear one another's burdens. That this is a gospel call for you and I to dive in deep to relationships. That the relationships at Highland Park that you have, are you bearing one another's burdens? Do we live accountable to one another? And so accountability is, is a huge deal. And confession, uh, number two uh, you're on your sheet, it says, is there any sin uh, you need to confess this week? Uh, you may have thought, wait a minute, this is a Baptist church. We're not Catholic. We don't have to confess to anybody. We confess to Jesus, and that's it. 
I only have, uh, you know, we don't, when we sin, we sin against the holy God, and we only sin against him. So I don't need to confess my sin to anybody else. Maybe that's been your thought because that's been mine. Is I'm not Catholic, I don't need to confess. Well, actually, we do. Actually, this is a biblical thing, not just a Catholic thing. That um, It's not just what they do. Uh, the beauty of the gospel is not that we have to confess to. You don't have to confess to me as a pastor or a priest. You have to, we are called to confess to one another. That when we are having an accountability partner, we can confess to, to that person of, I'm struggling with this. This is going on. I have been really prideful. Help me see the error of my way. And so uh, James uh, chapter 5, starting in verse 16. James chapter 5, uh, starting in verse 16. Therefore, confess your sin to one another and pray for one another, that you may be healed. Who brings healing? Isn't it God that heals? Isn't it God that forgives? Then why would he call, why would James tell us to live our faith in confessing to one another? Because it makes a difference. I don't know if you've experienced it before, but I have experienced the healing of confession. I didn't go to the priest. I didn't go to the divine redeemer. But I went to my wife, and I went to my accountability partner, and I confessed my sin to them, and I found healing. I want to urge you and encourage you that you find, no matter what your age, no matter if you're the youngest or the oldest in here, that we still all need this accountability to hold us accountable to the gospel that God has given us, to the life that God has called us to, that we're to confess one another, confess to one another our sins. Because what does it say next? It says, the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. That our, the power that we have been given is through the Holy Spirit. This is not to be taken lightly. That church, let us do this. Let us confess to one another. Let us not be so prideful that we say, I got it all together. That I'm a good person because you know you're not. Because we know our own thoughts. And guess what God does too. So let us confess to one another that we don't wear a mask. There's many times in churches I hear the, the saying of people that will come into church and they'll, they'll feel a presence of, well, all those are perfect people. All those are good people. I'm not good. That should never be the case. Because in our weakness, who is glorified? In our weakness, who is glorified? Anybody? Who? Jesus. Amen? That in our weakness, in my weakness, he is made strong. In my weakness, he's the one that gets the glory. And so that's where we confess to one another. We don't put on an air of, I got this all together, that I am doing well and I can handle anything that life throws at me. Because as soon as we do that, that means God is opposing us. And I say that because it says God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. That God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Let us humble ourselves. That we're willing to be accountable to one another. So your holiness, uh, kind of what we, we talked about before, your holiness, uh, it, it affects the entire body. Who you are is not outside of who we are. Highland Park is made up of church members. It's made up of believers. And as, as believers, if we're not pursuing God, if we're not being held accountable to the word of God, then, then we are sick. No matter what it says in our bank account, 
no matter what it says in the attendance records, if we are not holding one another accountable to the word of God and growing in maturity and growing in health and who God is and who God's created us to be and continually confessing our sin to one another, then we are sick. And it, it comes down to this in Hebrews uh, chapter 10, uh, 19 through 20. This is a beautiful passage to set up this next passage. So in, in verse 19, it says, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy place, holy places by the blood of Jesus. I want to stop right there for a second. This is a little side issue. But since we have the confidence to enter the holy places, whereas before there was no confidence to enter the holy places. You look at the Old Testament, they would be killed if they, if they broke the law, if they entered into the holy place without being there uh, when they were supposed to be. If they, weren't, if they hadn't shed the blood of an animal and been, their sins have been atoned for before they went into the holies of holies, they had no confidence in going into the holy places. But you and I, we have this confidence that we can walk into the throne room of God with confidence. Not because of who you are. This is where it comes back to humility. That we are to be humble before God because you have done nothing, I have done nothing to receive this. That I don't get to go in before God because Jason is an awesome person. That he's a great husband, he's a good father, he's the best youth minister that, uh, some, that JP ever had. You know, all those things are true, right? Thank you. Uh, all those things are true, but that's not why I get to go into the throne room of heaven. Why I get to go there, why you get to go there, is because of the blood of Jesus. This is a big deal. By the new and living way that he opened, opened for us through the curtain, that is, through the, his flesh. That he died, that he ripped that veil in two, that his flesh uh, was crucified for us. Verse 21, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith. With our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. Let us hold fast to the faith that God has given us. Let us hold fast to the faith in Jesus. Let us not waver in that. I mean, I think about the time uh, that this was written in that, that Greek-Roman uh, time where there was great persecution. And I think in, in, in our day and age where when we live out our faith, there will be persecution. There will be pushback. Our culture, our world does not like the ways of God. And so let us hold fast to that. For he who uh, promised is faithful. God is faithful. That's where our confidence comes from is his faithfulness. And then 24, and let us consider how to stir one another up. This is, this is another one of those one another's. Verse 24, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Accountability. I'm not just to let JP sit by the wayside and not let him show love and good works. That I can't let that as his brother in Christ, I can't just let him sit there and do that. I'm to spur him on. Come with me. Let's go do love to one another. Let's go do work for one another. That's that spurring on. And then 25, not neglecting to meet together as in the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. That this is accountability. This is accountability big picture of the local church that we hold one another accountable, that we spur one another on to love one another, to work together. 
but it's also accountability that we confess, that we not neglect meeting together. Again, this idea of meeting get together, that you and I weren't built to do this life by ourselves. Let us hold one another accountable. So looking at the, uh, the accountability questions, have you protected your eyes uh, this week? Is there any sin you need to confess this week? Have you read your Bible uh, and spent time in prayer? And one of the things I love about this question is the follow-up question. It's not just have you read it and have you spent time, because uh, sometimes we can, we can do that and not get anything out of it, right? I don't know if you've ever been there. I've been there um, where I've read the Bible, put it aside, and went on with my day, and I can't remember anything that I read before. But here is, what did you learn? How did, how did you grow? What is the Holy Spirit challenge? In light of Scripture, what is, what is God speaking to you? How, what does the Scripture mean? Not what do you think it means, not what do you want it to mean, but what does the Scripture mean? Um, and and that, that saying there, that I can read a psalm, but not pray about it. I can pray, but not read the Bible. But combined, the Holy Spirit has greater impact, and I have a better chance of listening. And then the, the last question is, how have you been missional? And this is, this is for all of us. Let us not get stuck in our ways. As we grow in Christ, we can sometimes become inwardly focused, self-centered, and not even realize it. But this question uh, on a weekly basis has reminded me of, have I shared my faith? And when a week goes bad and I have to come back to my accountability partner and say, I, I, I don't have anything to share for you. I don't have anything to, to tell you about this question. I mean, that holds me accountable. That holds me to, all right, Jason, you need to get out. You need to share your faith. At the ball field, uh, with Sullivan's playing machine pitch baseball. That's a great opportunity where I get to interact and meet and mingle with many non-believers. Am I sharing my faith there? We are to hold each other accountable. Our last thought is accountability can be helpful in battling sin and temptation. That this is a big deal. I hope this isn't lost tonight, but accountability is a big deal. It says, an accountability partner can be there to encourage you, to rebuke you. These things take humility, though. Just want to preface, preface that. Is that accountability, it does take humility. If you're not willing to humble yourself, one before God and two before somebody else. So an uh, uh, accountability partner can be there to encourage you, rebuke you, teach you, rejoice with you, and weep with you. We need another believer to pray with talk with, confide in, and to confess to. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for your word, where you have called us to confess to one another, to care the burdens of each other. Lord, this is the idea that we are a community, we are a family, we are a body. We are called to be one body. Father, where one is weak, where one is sick, Father, that we would rally around that person. Lord, if we know someone that is weak or sick in their faith, Lord, that we would come alongside them and help hold them accountable to that. Father, that we would also seek out accountability. Lord, that we would humble ourselves enough before you to submit to your word and then submit to each other. Father, this has been a difficult journey, a difficult path for myself. Father, I pray that you would help 
our church to grow in maturity, that we will grow in our wisdom and knowledge of you, that we be quick to repent of our sins, or that we would be humble because we don't want to be opposed by you. Father, you oppose the pride, the proud. And Father, you give grace to those that are humble. Father, I pray, Lord, as a congregation, Lord, we would humble ourselves before one another and before you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.